0: Welcome to Unfolding Words. This is the weekly podcast dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. I'm your host and Tracia Morings. I've mentioned here before how I'm reading through the whole Bible this year. And yesterday I was in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 38 and 39, and they stopped me in my tracks. It's like the words just leapt off the page. I love when that happens. So let me give you a little backstory. Jeremiah was the lone prophet in Jerusalem prophesying its destruction. What a job to have, right? <laughs> the people of Judah had forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God and worshiped other gods. This is according to Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 9. And during 40 years, Jeremiah had warned them to repent, but they didn't listen. God's patience was running out with them. His message through Jeremiah was that Jerusalem would be destroyed, but that the people could save their lives by surrendering to the Babylonians. Because of this message, Jeremiah was viewed viewed as a traitor by some. His prophecy was so opposite to the false prophets who were preaching peace and safety that they became angry and vengeful and sought to silence him with death. The leading men of Israel had hearts that were so hard that they would do anything to shut down God's word. So these men, the king's officials, took Jeremiah and lowered him in a pit to die. Jeremiah 38 verse 6 in the ESV says, So they took Jeremiah and cast him into a cistern of Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the guard, letting Jeremiah down by ropes. And there was no water in the cistern, but only mud. And Jeremiah sank in the mud. The interesting thing about Meyer is that the more you struggle in it, the more you sink. So you need help to escape. Some of you may not be stuck in literal mire, but your life has left you in some sticky, hard to escape situations. And we're going to see later on in this podcast how God deals with that. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 2 in the ESV say, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. In light of Jeremiah, don't these verses make so much more sense now? And they'll make even more sense as we go on. So what happens next in the book of Jeremiah is what really got me. In Jeremiah verses um, 7 and 13 of chapter 38, it says when Ebed-Melech, Ethiopian, a eunuch who was in the king's house, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. The king was sitting in the Benjamin gate. Ebed-Melech went from the king's house and said to the king, My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they did to Jeremiah the prophet by casting him into the cistern, and he will die there of hunger, for there is no bread left in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, Take 30 men with you from here and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebit-Melech took the men with him and went to the house of the king to a wardrobe in the storehouse and took from there old rags and worn out clothes, which he let down to Jeremiah in the cistern by ropes. Then Ebit-Melech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, Put the rags and clothes between your armpits and ropes. Jeremiah did so. Then they drew Jeremiah up with ropes and lifted him out of the cistern, and Jeremiah remained in the court of the guard. The name Ebet Melech means servant of the king. Ebot Melech was a servant of Zedekiah, who was the king of Judah at this time. He was basically a puppet king of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. But more important, Ebed Melech was a servant of the king of heaven and earth. He saved the life of Jeremiah the prophet when King Zedekiah would have allowed him to die. So during this time, this is around 587 BC, Jerusalem Jerusalem had been under siege by Nebuchadnezzar for two years. Ebed-Melech, the king's Ethiopian Ethiopian servant, feared for Jeremiah's life and came to the rescue. He took some torn, worn-out rags and threw them down with some ropes and this was to protect Jeremiah's armpits as he was led up by the ropes to make him more comfortable. There was nothing to make this man stand out. He was not of the royal line, but what made him stand out was that his faith was exemplary. Abed Malik was an Ethiopian, yet he spoke to the king faithfully. These men had done ill and all they had done to Jeremiah. But see how God could raise up people the who are faithful and when they're in distress. Orders were given for the prophet's release, and Abbot Melek saw him drawn up. We can let this encourage us to, to be bold for God. And I love the special care that he took and the tenderness that he showed in um, releasing Jeremiah from the cistern. The Lord is able to reach down and rescue you from any sinking condition. But his M.O. is that he usually sends human arms and hands or words of wisdom as a means of rescue. As described above, the prophet Jeremiah needed all of these, and they came from an unlikely source, an Ethiopian eunuch in the king's house. This is the same king that was responsible for the prophet being stuck in the first place. If you were in the same position as Ebed Melech, would you have risked at all to ask to rescue the prophet Jeremiah? Ebit Melek's goal wasn't to make a name for himself. It was only for the safety and well-being of the prophet Jeremiah. Picture Jeremiah in that dark, muddy cistern, looking up and straining to see in the dark with the voices and the activity that were taking place at the mouth of that cistern. He had no idea what God's deliverance for him was going to look like. But his prayers for deliverance were answered in the form of an Ethiopian man, his rescuer, a fellow bondservant, a compassionate man who had risked his own life for him. I marvel that Ebed Melek did what was right in the face of such opposition. He was a man who was basically unknown, but he became a means of divine deliverance. His faith transformed him into a tool fit for God's use. As a foreigner, Ebot Melek was excluded from the temple and many of his Jewish rituals, which is outlined in Leviticus 21, verse 20. But despite this, he had a more godly and compassionate heart than most people. A chapter later, in Jeremiah 39, despite being an outsider according to the law, God shows his heart toward those with great faith like Ebot Melek. God shows no partiality. And he answers Ebit Melech's act of kindness by granting mercy to him who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. Jesus Christ makes it plain that God is the God of reciprocity. Solomon says the same thing in Ecclesiastes 11 and 1. Cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. This one thing is true about God. What goes around comes around in his economy. In Jeremiah chapter 39, verses 15 through 18, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the guard Go and say to Abed Melech, the Ethiopian, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel Behold, I will fulfill my words against this city for harm and not for good, and they shall be accomplished before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men of whom you are afraid for I will surely save you and you shall not fall by the sword but you shall have your life as a prize of war because you have put your trust in me declares the Lord This is such a great reminder that the Lord is watching our lives and it really moves his heart when we love him and we love others Hebrews 6:10 says for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Ebot melech received the same reward as Jeremiah. When Jerusalem fell, both men were rescued, for God delivers all who trust in him. Like all true servants of the king, Ebed-Melech was saved by faith. Faith in God is multifaceted. It can save you and it can save those who God puts on your heart. You don't need lofty credentials or position to be used to do great things for God. We tend to look at the Davids and the Peters of the Bible, but we have to remember that God can use your compassion and your faith in a great big way. That's it for this episode of the podcast. I pray that you were encouraged by these passages as much as I was. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Unfolding Words. And remember that you can view the show notes for scripture references in your podcast app or go to unfoldingwords.com backslash podcast. And if you sign up for my email list there, you can get a free copy of my Genesis Bible study. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path.